Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The president's German Shepherd Major is said to have nipped a National Park Service employee on the South Lawn of the White House. This is the second person Major bit this month. The last time they sent him home to Delaware, but I guess he didn't learn anything. I mean, say what you will about Donald Trump. Mike Pence never bit anybody. Yes, Major the dog continues to leave a blood trail around the White House. I apologize for that. You As should. bestumped White House workers tremble in fear. Major can't be in the White House, right? You bit two people. You can't. You just can't be there. Well, he's bit at least two people, right? It can't be like you know past pre- presidents who just had their dogs running around the White House. No, you can't have that. You Do we people. the people pay his homeowners insurance? Because you can't freaking get insurance if your dog bites two people. In fact, won't the county come and take your dog away? Oh yeah, heck yeah. If it were me. Absolutely. My dog is gone. Yeah. And probably euthanized. Yes. Yeah. Um, we got a serious story here in an update. Now, I don't know if you saw the brutal attack of this 65-year-old Filipino woman that happened. I did. It was horrifying. That uh, was paired with an absolutely brutal attack against an Asian man on a New York subway. Yeah. But in this particular one, they've arrested someone, and this makes me angry having uh, lived through a close to similar experience. 38-year-old Brandon Elliott is the man police say brutally attacked a 65-year-old Filipino woman who was walking to church. He's a homeless man on lifetime parole after serving time for killing his own mother. He's not a uh, Trump fan who is uh, fired up by the president calling the COVID a China virus. I'll bet he's completely. That's funny. I heard that for weeks. I'll bet he's the explanation. I bet he's completely unaware of the whole should you call it the China virus or not controversy. Homeless guy on lifetime parole who killed his own mother. You don't yeah. know who Randall homeless people are. No, you don't no. know who they are, and if you. Don't walk by them with watching them the entire time as you walk by to make sure they're not following you. I think you're crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that is so troubling. Have they arrested anybody in the subway attack? That was utter brutality. And, uh, you know, as usual, the races are left out of the story if it's inconvenient. If those have been white people attacking those poor older Asian folks... Uh, you'd hear about it every day on every This, this is a black guy, by the way. Yeah, they both are. Both of those cases are. I wasn't going to mention it because it doesn't matter. But yeah, um, I just I hate I hate that the media can build this narrative, this ugly, divisive narrative, when it's convenient to them. Oh, speaking of which, you know, um, and this is terrible. And then we'll move on. Um, there's a great uh, piece. I think it may be in uh, uh, Ben Shapiro's F at the uh, Daily Wire, but they're talking about the Nicholas Sandman case and how the media went crazy over misinformation, edited video, slandered him, doxed him, called for him to be punched in the face. Then you've got those uh, teenagers in New York City who were carjacking an Uber Eats guy and ended up killing him, and nobody's talking about them at all. It's really amazing how dishonest and repugnant our media can be. Aye, aye, aye. Okay. I didn't want to be that serious. So um, AOC just said... Uh, it's not a border crisis. It's an imperialism crisis. It's a climate crisis. Oh, shut up. Okay. Please. So there's that. Um, back briefly to the Matt Gates story, and I just, just because I looked this up. So he's being charged with 
or investigated for. He hasn't been charged with anything. He's been investigated for uh, taking a 17-year-old across state lines for the purposes of sex. And I wondered what the consent laws were, because if, if she was within the consent, then why would it be a big deal at all? Well, that's a story about a, 38-year-old, a 38-year-old congressman dating a teenager. Yeah, so even if she's 18, it is a little weird, you would think. But Yes. Um, but I was just looking at the consent laws around the country. It looks like, I didn't count them, but it looks like the plurality of states, it's 16. I'm surprised by that. Hmm. I didn't know it was that young. Doesn't that seem awful young to you? I Having raised young women. Yes, yeah. It's it just it's a question of when it's no longer a crime. And it's not a question of when it's a good idea or a beautiful, healthy thing. You know what I mean? I mean, I could believe the age of consent ought to be 16 and still think you're sick if you're sexing up teenagers. As um, a well, 30-year-old. Now, in uh, some states, they've got the Romeo and Juliet laws, where if you're within a certain number of years, it doesn't count. Right, or it's not as serious an offense. But in these states where it's the, the age of consent is 16, you could be a 40-year-old, right? Having sex with a 16-year-old, and that's considered legal? You know, I, I don't know. I'd have to see the statute. It's possible it that they have seems crazy to me. I don't know if that chart you're looking at includes that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, here's some good news, some happy news. Uh, how do we do this? Should we do the, the Rand clip first? or the? Yeah, let's do that. Uh, you may, may remember this happened about a week, week and a half ago. Clip number 33, please. Well, let me just state for the record that masks are not theater. Masks are protective. And we have immunity there, theater. If you already have immunity, you're wearing a mask to give comfort to others. You're not wearing a mask because of any sign. I I totally disagree with you. And and we should have run 32. Go ahead, Sean. So you you want people to wear a mask for another couple years? No. You've been vaccinated, and you parade around in two masks. For show. No. You can't get it again. There's almost, there's virtually 0% chance you're going to get it. And yet you're telling people with a, that have had the vaccine, who have immunity. You're defying everything we know about immunity by telling people to wear a mask to have been vaccinated. No. Instead, you should be saying there is no science no. to say we're going to have a problem from the large number of people being vaccinated. You want to get rid of vaccine hesitancy? Tell them they can quit wearing their mask after they get the vaccine. Okay. You want people to get the vaccine? <laughs> Give them a reward instead of telling them that the nanny state's going to be there for three more years and you got to wear a mask forever. People don't want to hear it. There's no science behind it. Because Fauci was making the argument that you could get the virus in your nostrils and then breathe it out at somebody. So even if you're vaccinated and you didn't get it, you could be carrying it around, which everybody, I haven't heard anybody say, yeah, that happens all the time. Oh, uh, sure. You just, they kind of uh, hitch a ride and hang around for a while. They rent room in your nostrils for a while and then leap out on the unsuspecting as soon as they see an opportunity. Well, this uh, announcement came today from the CDC director, uh, Ms. Walensky. 30, please. We're vaccinating so very fast. Our data from the CDC today suggests, um, you know, that that vaccinated people do not carry the virus, don't get sick, um, and, and that it's not just in the clinical trials, but it's also in real world data. Um, and yet, on the other side, I'm watching the cases tick up. Um, I'm watching us have increased numbers of hypertransmissible variants. 
Okay, the, the, the second part was kind of a distraction because the increased cases is almost excu- exclusively among the young and healthy, and as I've argued, they are self-vaccinating by getting it and getting over it, and they will universally get over it. But the good news is, yeah, once you're uh, vaccinated, you're not going to carry it. You're not going to give it to anybody. You're home free. Yeah. Uh, why, why? Well, like, Fauci's a zero-tolerance because the studies had not yet concluded that, and he wasn't willing to make proclamations ahead of the studies. But it's, it just, on the face of it, it sounds stupid. And there's not a history of that happening. No, not so in any disease I'm familiar with. So why would he go around scaring people, like, like, uh, the, like uh, Rand Paul said? Well, because you're putting your, I'm going to go with hockey this time, you're putting your goalie in charge of your offense. And your goalie is saying, you know, you probably shouldn't send more than one guy into the zone. Why don't you send one guy into the attack zone and leave the other four guys back here with me? You'd lose every friggin' game, but that's his only concern. So I hope that leads to more people getting the vaccine, because I like the idea of a reward of I don't have to wear a mask anymore. I look forward to it greatly. And I can do whatever the hell I want. That's a great reward. I'm, I'll see you at the ball game. Unmasked orgies. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's our Rand Paul laugh. <laughs> oh, that tickles me more than it really should. By the way, we've uh, we haven't mentioned this for everybody, if you care at all, who's the governor of California and other states, and you probably don't, but he is probably going to survive his recall. Who? So, uh, Governor Ga- Newsomini, Gavin Newsom, the governor of California. So the polls show that he's probably not going to be recalled. It's a long way off, but he's way ahead. Um, it just goes to show you there is no limit to how crappy a governor you can be if you're a Democrat in California. Yeah, so he's going to survive likely, and Andrew Cuomo is still governor of New York and um, and hanging on. So there you go. You know, if I was going to be negative, and occasionally I am, I would say that's a sign how just utterly unpalatable the Republican brand is in California, in particular. Uh, it's it's impossible to even imagine some charismatic, smart Republican grabbing the reins from that incompetent boob. We had an early dinner. People magazine had an article that got a lot of attention on social media. Pregnant mom poses with 20,000 bees for maternity shoot. And I've seen the picture. She's uh, laying in a meadow. Sounds uh, lovely. In a lovely dress. Covered I assume in, I'm supposed to be mom-shaming her in this story? Covered in bees. <laughs> Pregnant mom poses with 20,000 bees for maternity shoot. Anyway, you got to do something with your time. I guess. I don't know if she had a point. Or... Elsewhere in bee news, Jack, firefighters removed 15,000 bees from a car parked outside of a grocery store. Happened in Las Cruces, New Mexico. Got a call that there was a swarm of 12,000 bees, or 15,000, when I say 15,000 bees, inside a Buick. I've seen a picture of the car. It looks like the sort of car you'd expect to have a swarm of bees in. <laughs> um, and in other animal news, Jeffrey Epstein once threatened to feed rape a rape victim to alligators. Yikes. woman came out and said that uh, Jeffrey Epstein raped her when she was 26, then drove her to the edge of a swamp and said... I'll tell you what will happen to you. It's happened to other people. If you go to the authorities or anything like that, I'm going to feed you to the alligators. Wow. Wow. What a weirdo, man. Yeah, and they officially hammered that uh, Jelaine Maxwell woman, or however you say her name, with uh, sex trafficking charges of an underage girl. I think she's 14 or something like that. That sort of monster 
that lives like uh, Caligula and feels no compassion for other human beings and just uses them and throws them away, doesn't recognize that their humanity. That's a, that's a curious beast, man. That's a scary beast. There are plenty of them running around. Um, other stuff we need to get to. Uh, I had somebody in my real life ask, when is the Mike Tyson fight? Need to look that up. <laughs> uh, King Kong debuts today. We get yes. to stream that tonight. Very excited about that. Um, I'm I'm scouring the the wires for any update on the Matt Gates story just because I'm so dang interested for reals as what's going on there. Oh yeah, that's right. I was when I was talking about the COVID stuff. I want to throw in that Pfizer says their vaccine is 100 percent effective and perfectly safe for uh, teenagers as well. Yeah, how you feel about giving your kids the vaccine? You feel the same way as you do about you? I don't know if I feel the same way about the kids getting it. I don't think I'd hesitate to do it, honestly, but I don't. I also think it's completely unnecessary. Text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The sneaker business has never been bigger. Americans spending big bucks to get their hands on a limited edition Yeezys or Air Jordans. Jays, as the kids call them these days. According to one research group, the resale sneaker market in the United States is estimated to be worth, look at that, $2 billion plus dollars. Hmm. And now the sisters are making sneaker history, launching one of the largest sneaker auctions ever, more than 2200 up for sale on eBay. This collection will be one of the most coveted and sought-after collections within the sneakerhead culture. Four pairs of Reeboks designed for Kanye West. Starting bid, 13 grand. And these, one-of-a-kind laser-engraved Air Force Ones, starting at 18K. She called Jordan Jays. That's good for me to know. <laughs> I know they're very popular with my son and his set. My son, doesn't, hip. My son doesn't have any, but uh, and he probably won't until he gets a job and buys them. So there it is, the sneaker boom. There's not that much to say about it, but it's worth mentioning. And that's the basis of Around the Horn. Just one other note on that. It, it goes to the... No, 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 no. No, you can't have another note. We've already moved on. No, but it's another to note Around about... the Horn. <laughs> Sean has grabbed the horn. <laughs> It's not about sneakers, but it's it's another example of collectibles just going haywire in the last, you know, 18 months or whatever. Um, uh, Maybe you can trade in a thousand Beanie Babies for one pair of sneakers. So there is a company whose entire purpose is you send them your old basketball cards, and they tell you on a graded scale of from zero to ten on what uh, on what condition your card currently is in. And that company has suspended, they are not taking any more shipments until July because of overwhelming demand. Wow. People are paying them like somewhere between $15 and $250 a card just for them to tell you how good my card is. And then you can can then resell it for more because it's officially graded, et cetera, et cetera. Joe made a a face like he's angry about this. Can I buy an NFT of some uh, Kanye Air Jordans? Not yet, but I'm working on it. I need some Yeezys. NFTs are disappearing off of computers. People say, I can't get to it anymore, and there's no record that I ever had it. Whoops. I could explain it to you, but I barely understand it, and it's very long, but it's (laughs) happening. 
Chelsea Handler, the comedian, tweeted out yesterday, so pathetic that there's a trial to prove that Derek Chauvin killed George Floyd when there's a video of him doing so. So I'll just is do. she an idiot, or was she trying to be provocative? Let that stay as it is. It's one of the stupidest things I've ever heard. Very popular on the Internet yesterday for the Put It Back movement. That was all about put the ship back in the Suez Canal. People are angry <laughs> that it's gone because they were having so much fun with it. Just endless tweets about, put it back, you bastards. This sucks. Put it back. My entire timeline is mad that the boat isn't stuck anymore. I agree. Put it back. How about we put it back and another one, so now there are two. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell? What's the matter with people? People liked liked the shared experience of mocking and following the boat that was stuck. You know, it's funny that you should bring that up as we go around the horn. I was just reading that uh, Egyptian uh, canal officials say, yeah, we'll have it sorted out in a few days, three to four days. We'll get all the the ship backlog through. But shipping uh, officials and economists are warning it could be weeks and weeks till it all gets shaken out because you had all those hundreds and hundreds of ships and, and with unspeakable numbers of containers just sitting there then all of them getting through the canal more or less at once in the span of a couple of days. And so they're all going to hit the ports at the same Mm, time. That makes sense. And so there are going to be port shortages. There are going to be crane shortages. There are already shortages of the shipping containers because these guys over here, a thousand miles away, thought they were going to have shipping containers last week. They're not going to get them till next week. Sure. So it could be crazy and cause price problems and, and, and incredible expenses, et cetera. More around the horn on the way as we got a bunch of different stories we haven't gotten to, like the guy whose skin peeled off after taking the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Well, that was unfortunate. What? Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So they're saying there is a 17-year-old girl who uh, you had a relationship with. Is that true? And who are they? Who is this girl? What are they talking about? Uh, uh, the New York Times. The person doesn't exist. I have not had a relationship with a 17-year-old. That is totally false. The allegation, as I read it in the New York Times, is that I've traveled with some 17-year-old in some relationship. That is false, and records will bear that out to be false. Hmm. I suppose that'll get nailed down one way or another. It's a good solid denial right there. It's hard to prove a negative, but. Um, if it is, if it's true, I would think that that it will be whoever's claiming it's got some proof of it. Yeah, I, I hate to speculate too. I mean, it's unfair because this story is also weird and convoluted. Matt Gates, a Republican congressman from Northern Florida, accused of uh, sporting about with a seventeen-year-old, um, and/or child prostitutes and or pictures or blackmail or something it's just all so strange mm-hmm. um i can think of a couple of things might explain it all but again i hate to speculate be irresponsible so the bbc like that's ever stopped me before ian, ian bremer tweeted out the bbc has moved its china correspondent to taiwan from beijing amid increasing pressure from china so bbc doesn't think they can have, a, can have a correspondent in the capital of china has to be over in Taiwan, where it's safe. Wow. That's a, a little bit troubling, and uh, it reminds me of this story that I saw. The National People's Congress, Beijing's largest parliamentary body, passed a law yesterday 
that will permit only those deemed to be patriots to serve at Hong Kong's legislative council. The move completely overhauls Hong Kong's election system, as the Chinese Communist Party will now be able to replace opposition leaders with individuals who pledge loyalty to the Chinese government. So Hong Kong is officially over as of yesterday. It was probably officially over, unofficially over earlier, but it's officially over as of yesterday that the Chinese Communist Party can now just determine who the government of Hong Kong is. Right, yeah. So that's the end of it. That wasn't much. wasn't a lot of work. That wasn't hard. No, as it turns out, they had to put up put up with millions of people in the streets for a while and fair number of rests and chaos and that sort of thing. But the communists know how to deal with that. Taiwan's next. Um, a guy's skin peeled off after he took one of the vaccines. I'm a little so. confused. Are we still going around the horn? Yes. Okay. Well, then I'll hit you with this. Hunter Biden's forthcoming memoir shares in graphic detail his downfall into crack cocaine addiction. I'd forgotten he had a memoir coming out. uh, It tells how his first drink was a glass of champagne at age eight. Wow, he started classy. (laughs) My first drink would have been a warm schlitz at probably (laughs) roughly the same age. Then my dad forgot where he put down at the... Family barbecue. I've bought crack cocaine on the streets of Washington, D.C. and cooked up my own inside a hotel bungalow in Los Angeles. Hunter writes in the prologue to Beautiful Things. I've been so desperate for a drink that I couldn't make the one black, one block walk between a liquor store and my apartment without uncapping the bottle to take a swig. Now, wait a minute. You're outside. You're taking a walk. It's a nice time for a little uh, shot of vodka. Come on now. I don't think that's a sign of anything. <laughs> <laughs> He dropped clean off the grid, lived in a $59 a night Super 8 motel off of I-95, um, just living on drugs after his marriage dissolved, his family was terrified, etc. Um, at one point, he allowed his homeless drug dealer to move in with him. Oh, my God. He was living with a homeless drug dealer. Yeah. Yeah. Man, he was talking about going on benders, and this is when his father was the Veep. 16-hour benders. He would cut the plastic nub in vodka bottles to make it flow faster. What? Because he could, he was like, uh, what do you call it with a beer when you do that? Shotgun? Yeah, he's shotgunning vodka Uh-oh. and didn't eat anything other than the snacks available at the liquor store. Doritos, pork rinds, ramen noodles. Eventually, my stomach couldn't even handle the noodles. Oh, that's That's sad. Made several attempts uh, in rehab, then went back to L.A. to score drugs. I went through and stepped around people curled up on thin pieces of cardboard. Beyond them, in this tent city, uh, I noticed a tilting, unlit tent. It was pitch black. All I saw was the gun pointed at my face. It got, bless you, it got so bad he even let a homeless addict who bought crack, who he bought crack from, to move in with him. The relationship was symbiotic. It was two crack addicts who couldn't find their way out of a paper bag. A one-act crack farce, he recalls. Wow, that's rough, man. wonder why he's writing this. <clears throat> I don't know. Is he? I know. I'm assuming he says he's sober now. How long has he been sober? No clue. No idea. I haven't actually read the book. How did, how did this intersect with his being on the board of Burisma? That's a pretty good question. Were he's you... a hopeless, helpless crack and vodka addict, and he's still, with no experience in the industry, serving on the board of a Ukrainian gas company. 
Yeah. What What is the timeline between a cardboard box with another crack addict and wearing a suit and tie standing next to the vice president? Yeah. Interesting. He credits his current wife with uh, getting him clean. He recalls how he told her he was a crack addict within hours of them meeting and falling in love, with her insisting, not anymore, you're finished with that. Hmm. Love of a good woman. Well, I hope it lasts. Yeah, here, here. Yeah, I'm sure he was up to no good, but dying of crack addiction is awful. So uh, stay clean, Hunter. That's my advice, son. This guy got the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. 74-year-old man, and all his skin peeled off below his knees. Yikes. So that's a bad side effect. Well, wait a minute now. doesn't this happen is... to more than like half of people, though, who get the vaccine. Oh, God, so. you are not a good person. <laughs> it's... I'll be blocked by Twitter for saying that. Now, are they? Oh, yeah. Do you hear that story that Twitter said calling that Syrian Muslim mass shooter a white Christian was not a violation of their misinformation policy? They made that ruling the other day. Great. Anyway, do we know what was uh, do correlation or causation, not correlation with this guy? They're not exactly sure. Mm. I have As some audio should. from the guy if, if you want it. Okay. Sure. I began to feel a little discomfort in my armpit. A few days later, I began to get an itchy rash. I began to swell, and my skin turned red. It just came on so fast. Ah. You know, my skin peeled off. It's still coming off of my hand. Oh, yeesh. Eric. Poor old guy. I didn't need to hear that, actually. Wow. Uh, another thing going around the horn. I thought this was interesting. Pete Buttigieg being in the cabinet for President Biden and Yang as the front runner for mayor in New York City confirms that running for president with an absurdly thin, thin record and no shot is uh, a great idea in our current ungated modern system and the way media works. It's a perfectly rational move for any ambitious Paul who wants to jump a whole bunch of rungs. Wow. Um, it didn't used to be. And I saw Marianne Williamson was doing like a podcast with James Cameron the other day yeah. talking about Avatar, so it's going well for her, too. <laughs> but it, <laughs> didn't, it didn't used to be. It was seen as like a real, real career killer to try to run for president too early and like get no support. Well, now you got a couple of guys. Buttigieg had, you know, he he won a state, I think. Buttigieg, but he still he, he didn't he didn't even come close to getting the nomination, and Yang didn't either. And it launched both of them to well, wait big national minute. platforms. I must step in here, sir. I mean, Buttigieg whooped Kamala Harris's butt. He did way better than Kamala. She got out pre-Iowa. Oh yeah, and she's the Veep. Oh yeah. Yeah, well, a wow. good example for her too. So the the idea that you need to wait your turn or get to a certain level of, you know, name recognition or anything. For, no, that gives you the name recognition. Yeah, it used to be that you'd be thought of as loser if yeah. you lost. Yeah, but no, this is the way to jump a whole bunch of rungs into, uh, well, mayor of New York City or secretary of transportation or vice president or whatever as people that had really no shot at being president. Everything. Is a publicity stunt. Is yeah. it the meme economy, Sean? How do they handle that going forward, though, the meme economy? How do they handle that going forward if, if everybody catches on to that? And I, I would guess you all these hungry oh, politicians have. They done caught, believe uh, me, yeah. You end up with both sides. Each have 35 people running. You can't have them all on the debate stage, as we know. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Wow, interesting. 
Captain Underpants has been canceled as we continue around the horn. Yeah, I saw this. And what's especially disappointing about this is that uh, Dave Pilkey has capitulated, apologized, saying, yeah, it contains harmful racial stereotypes. is wrong and harmful to my racial Asian readers. It's in one of his books, The Adventures of Ook and Gluck. They follow a pair of friends who travel uh, through the past and into the future, uh, where they meet a martial arts instructor who teaches them kung fu, and they learn principles found in Chinese philosophy. I think I remember that. We've read them all several times. Yeah, so evidently because they learned kung fu from an Asian character that's hurtful and stereotyping and... Oh, and of course, here you go. What is this? The AP. The decision comes amid a wave of high-profile and sometimes deadly violence against Asian Americans since the pandemic began. Okay. That's, That's a, kind of suggesting something, but... Multiple sorts of lies in that and misleading hints. That's unbelievable. Right. God, you could spend your entire life fighting against the inaccurate the narratives of the mainstream media and hardly get anywhere. I wish he would have responded with just saying, I think they'll be fine. And One more pathetic statement from Dave Pilkey, who I, adm- I admire a great deal as a creative artist. Dogman! I hope that, please, Captain Underpants, I hope that you, my readers, will forgive me and learn from my mistake that even unintentional and passive stereotypes and racism are harmful to everyone. Was anybody I apologize harmed? and I pledge to do better. Was anybody harmed by that? I doubt it. And two episodes of SpongeBob SquarePants have been deemed inappropriate and pulled from streaming services such as Paramount and Amazon. What did they uh, stereotype trout? Uh, quarantined crab got the boot because I guess it's about the quarantine. The twelfth episode deals with a virus plot line. It's the clam flu that makes it incompatible with sensitivity surrounding the global real world pandemic. It says here. Oh, give me a Shut break. up. God, we are such a uh, nation of wussies. So my kids are going to watch SpongeBob, and because it's about a virus, they're just going to fall apart. And the other one pulled is Midlife Crustacean, which involves characters stealing a woman's underwear. We determined some story elements to be not kid-appropriate. Canceled! All right. right. He's a talking sponge. We will be overrun by China, because we are inward-looking, navel-gazing, soft... Crying, cringing society. The cartoon with the talking sponge had a, a pandemic plot and it triggered me. Oh, oh yeah, you're going to grab an M16 defend us against China. Great. God, whatever happened to the American spine? Uh, we're going to finish strong. Stay here. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I wish I'd have watched some basketball last night. I missed UCLA upsetting Michigan, number one seed, 11 beating a one. 51 to 49, man, that's a low scoring game right there. Oh, it's a defensive battle. And then Gonzaga's now, that's my team, now 30 and 0, uh, rolling up 20 point wins everybody they play. But uh, there's your team. You should probably know it's Gonzaga. Yeah, they're just crushing people. Yeah, crushing people. Um, but uh, an, uh, a ref fell over backwards, just passed out over backwards, hit his head on the floor, was completely out. Everybody oh, was like, "Oh my god!" 
It was scary to see. Turns out he's okay, but he just passed out out of nowhere. Wow. They went to commercial break, and they came back, and he was on the uh, the little gurney or you know the little bed on wheels that they'll, they'll wheel players off on. A gurney. Kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was up at the 45-degree angle, had his arms crossed over his chest, and his head was just doing the, did I just pass out on live television shake? So it's, uh, reports are he's fine. He, he was you know responsive and is mm. doing just fine, but it was a scary moment. Um, also a scary moment in a grocery store parking lot when a uh, baby uh, got away in a cart. Is that what happens here? And a guy saves the day. And here's an interview with the man who saved the day at the grocery store. This large cart started rolling down the hill and there was a baby and it was heading down the hill right by the stop sign. And I stopped when I was doing and I got the card and saved the baby. The mom was putting her kids in the car. They were honking at her to get her attention. Put your kids in the car first, then unload your groceries. (laughs) (laughs) The guy sounded like a cross between Napoleon Dynamite and Bob Woodward. (laughs) I (laughs) I like his advice at the end. Put your kids in the car first before you unload the groceries <laughs> so I don't have to sprint across the parking lot and save your baby next time. All right? <laughs> if you're on fire, drop to the ground and roll around. <laughs> run from a bear, run at a mountain lion. <laughs> if you're choking, do the universal signal and maybe somebody will help. Deadpan Don there. <laughs> so I ran after the baby that was plummeting down the hill and saved it. He's <laughs> well, got a bit. Of, he's got a bit of an Eeyore uh, flavor <laughs> here as well. <laughs> saved your baby. Here's your baby, man. <laughs> the Hill has the five oddest moments from the Tucker Carlson Matt Gates allegation interview. It had at Hard least to narrow it down to five. <laughs> had at least five weird moments. We I'm played not the only person on screen right now who's been falsely accused of a terrible sex act. Yeah, what? <laughs> huh? I'm having you on to help you. <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> so what does what the Hill uh, single out? I don't know. Do you know. have it in front of you? I no? don't. Okay. But uh, if you didn't catch any of those, uh, check the podcast. We did an, an hour one and an hour three uh, of the Armstrong and Getty show today. It's pretty entertaining. And you find all that at armstrongandgetty.com. You do? I don't want the show to be over, but I am ready. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Welcome to Final Thoughts, everybody. Let's get a final thought from Michelangelo in the control room, Michael. I just want to thank our kind uh, listeners. Some of you have emailed me and said, hey, giving me tips on how to find an Xbox Series X for the nephew. So I'm hoping I can do it. Cool. Yeah. A lot of nice folks listening, aren't there? A lot of jerks. Positive (laughs) Sean is our producer and has a final thought. Sean? Kong bows to no one, and I have to wait no more to watch Kong vs. Godzilla uh, on my magical streaming box when I get home. Can't wait. I might have you give me a heads up as to what's the most violent or sexy part. I don't imagine too much sexy parts in Kong vs. Godzilla. (laughs) You never know. they got to put a romance in there for the ladies. A lady Godzilla? If Kermit could date Miss Piggy... A giant ape could date a lizard, right? Uh, Jack, a final thought for the folks? Enough, enough of your bestiality. Um, 
I had a point. Oh, uh, nah, it's boring. We were having fun, and I had a boring final thought. I apologize. My final thought, straight from the CDC, you get jabbed, you don't have to worry about the vid, and you don't have to worry about spreading the vid. Ditch your mask if you like, go live your life, huzzah, huzzah. I'm going to keep my eyeball on the social media to see anything comes out on this whole Matt Gates thing. Still have not the slightest idea what's going on there. There is truly aberrant behavior going on from at least one direction. Tucker's either going to talk about it at length tonight... Or never mention it again, would be my guess. Mm, and I'll tune in. choose A, yeah. You think he'll talk about it at length? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do. It's too great not to. Yeah. Please, I want to talk about it more now. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people who thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. You have the hot links there. It's all the stuff we talked about, all the articles, the videos, the rest of it. Buy some swag, would you? T-shirt, a mask, good. A sweatshirt, something that helps us uh, keep everybody on the payroll. It's at armstrongandgetty.com. You can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. I'm not the only one on this radio show that's been accused of stealing a tremendous number of office supplies. What? Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, that, 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 uh, that uh, three-hole punch fell into my bag. Who uh, put that in there? See you tomorrow. God bless America. But folks, I'm going. Thank you very, very much. I appreciate it. <laughs> Listen up, Jack Wagon. Words. I thought everything was over. The selfish special interests have won. Decency and democracy have lost. Get over it. There's something extremely hinky going on. <laughs> who are they? Who is this girl? The person doesn't exist. I have not had a relationship. Catch me outside. How about that? <laughs> it's, it's just too great. <laughs> on that high note, thank you all very much. Armstrong and Getty.